You got a like a little internet or podcasting show or something? Chocolate drop. Yeah. Hold on, hold on, buddy. What Sorry. is the chocolate drop a show about? Chocolate drop? Drop it on us. I kind of know. I will not listen if you don't tell me what it's about. It's about uh, uh, hip hop, rap, turd show, politics, man skewing, music. Yeah. Hold on, hold on, buddy. Chocolate. It's every other guy that's got a podcast around here, okay? And where can people find the chocolate show that's man skewing? Yes, rap, turd show. RazRadioLive.com. There you go. Okay. And when does it air? Buddy? Saturdays, 1 o'clock Eastern Time. Okay. And where can people find the chocolate show? RazRadioLive.com. There you go. I wish you the best at the chocolate drop. And so basically, it's about every other person that's not in real radio that's trying to get in radio and do a show. Rat turd show. Knock yourself out, kid. Rat turd show. The ra- <laughs> RazRadioLive.com. There you go. It's time for a TF-52 flashback. What happens now? Does she sue? I would. She can't. Well, who, who should go? Was well, she going to go into the, the the same court? The same people that get paid by the, the, the that are controlled by the, those those councilmen uh, or council people? It, it's it. The, she's going to involved in that game. You can't fight city hall, man. They tell you you can, but you can't. Well, until we all stand up and start, uh, you know. No, no, no. Let's just stand up and ignore it. It'll go away. Yeah, I'm sure it'll just go right Let's away. I try that with a kid. It doesn't happen. Let's do our own thing, right? And forget what they're talking about and not pay their, their taxes and not abide by their uh, unjust rules. And let's just live our life peacefully and, and have a voluntary interaction. And if there's a problem, you know, if somebody uh, aggresses against us and steals our property or something, then we, then we respond accordingly, you know? I mean, that's a nice thought, but that's not the way it is. <laughs> that's a nice thought. That's the way it was. That's the way it that's should be. That's the way be. it was, but it's that's not the, the way, way it was. is. So what do we do now? Well, we do what they did. is they, We ignore their government. We we uh, demand, or we don't demand, we uh, make ourselves independent from the, the forceful government, and then we start all over again. Is this something you foresee happening rapidly? and. Oh, it's going to happen. Empires never come back. They always fall. Yeah. I don't know if it's going to happen in my time. And most empires uh, only last 200 years, so we're actually ahead of the game at this point in time, but we're at the at the end of our empire. You know how long fiat currencies have? You guys have feel it? like that in, oh. in the state of the world right now? Definitely. Just, just as watching... Do we feel like what? You really feel like the empire will fall? Oh yeah, the empire oh, yeah. has right to now? fall. It right now, fall. not right now. Currently... In the next, in the next ten years, it's yeah, going to yeah. fall. You, you feel like so the two of you Before feel like people are break. aware enough. You feel like enough people are aware enough. It has nothing for to do the with empire the empire to fall. No. It has nothing no. to do with their awareness. It has to do with the the, the, the radicalness. Do with that? It, no, were the it Russians were the Russian were the population of Russia aware when the USSR fell? No. Not at did all. they make it happen? No. It, it's the government fell. Were the people of Rome aware That's where I was of what's go. going on? You know, were the people of East Germany aware of what was going on? No, empires no. fail because they they they, they just it's fail. Not. That's just they're they're not intended to survive. They they, they they spend all the money, they take up all the resources, and they destroy the country that they're in. They're a fucking virus, just like from the movie uh, The Matrix. They're a cancer. It's the yep. same thing. Hmm. So it's going to have to fail. It's going to have to fall. It's going to have to die in order for us to get past it. And fortunately enough, um, there is surviving it in the long run, but it's not going to be a, a pleasant situation. It's not going to just, it's not going to just go away. There is no treatment for it. Hence the reason why I, I have an escape clause. Or I'm trying to build an escape, <laughs> the escape clause. clause. 
Yeah. It's Tuesday. Live Tuesday nights, the first 52, Raz Radio Live from 6 to 8. Is this Raz? Yes. Sorry. This is the best you got? Someone the NSA once listed as the most dangerous hacker in America. Sure don't look like much. Angry White Guy Radio. Yeah, but he does take a different stance. You know, his point of view is different. The first part of the, like, Constitution. I love the content. Hey, it's the first 52. Raz with you. Join me, Sean Raz, Tuesday nights, 6 to 8 p.m., RazRadioLive.com, RadioFreeBlood.com. He'll be back. Like trying to explain Saddam Hussein wasn't the same Hey, Rad, who was driving the planes? It's a derailed train We gotta try to stop it Just follow the money and lead straight to somebody's pocket The bell tolls for those getting rich up what they stole Using our own tax money to promote their own goals The story makes no sense It's got too many holes Now I'm revealing the truth Like a government mole Nah, I ain't a follower That just ain't my role Time to unite like 93 Come on, boys, let's roll Time to get up Turn off the TV And no country too We're all similar animals Living in the same zoo So I'll try to figure out 
what's what and who's who Still seeing things only through the ego's point of view I've been feeling disenfranchised more than troubled youth This here is just a preview like a movie coming soon Rejecting light in your life, they say you only live twice Like once when you're blind and a second time with sight Time to do right, time to be free Remove the blindfold, it's time to see, 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 see. Being a cat can be damn tedious. People dangling bells and bits of string in your face all the time. Just be a dog. Run around, catch frisbees, pee on a fire hydrant. Life's more rewarding and you get access to lots of treats. Catch Salty Talk Mondays and Wednesdays and every Friday for Salty's weekend warm-up. 4 p.m. Eastern Time. Add a little salt to your life. And be more dog.
This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to believe. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. Remember, all I'm offering is the truth, nothing more. Just the truth, or at least what I believe to be the truth. Welcome to First 52, RazRadioLive.com. Radio Free Blood, Radio Chaos, and Radio Confluence. At least I think you picked me up. I know I haven't been around a lot this year, or last year. I, I know I, I kind of missed a lot towards the end. But hey, I'm back. I'm here. And I missed you guys. Welcome to 2017. We made it. They didn't blow up anything in America on on. New Year's Eve, the fear that they pushed us, it was just the fear that they were pushing us, just so we would accept massive security states throughout the country on New Year's Eve. It's so nice to be back. It's so nice to be alive and not blown up. <laughs> so welcome to 2017 again. Uh, I'm looking forward to the show. Uh, anybody who's been listening to me for any period of time knows how much fun I have when Scott Rickard joins me, and he will be joining me tonight in the 7 o'clock hour. Yeah, we'll talk about Russia, we'll talk about fake news, we'll talk about Trump. Uh, maybe we'll talk about ISIS and, and, and what's going on in the Middle East some. Maybe we'll even talk about Israel. I know there's some people that were really upset that I wasn't around last week to discuss the whole Israel caper that went down. So maybe we'll get into that a little bit, you know. I hate to be called an anti-Semite, but I'd like to just share my feelings on things. I shouldn't be called something like that just for sharing my feelings. And they're really not much different on how I feel about the U.S. government, so why would that make any difference? Anyway, I hope everybody made it through the year. Hmm, I will look into that, my friend. How about we bring this up a little bit? It looked like it was kind of over-peaking, so Jeff, hopefully that does it better. Or Jared. I don't know why I always want to call you Jeff. (laughs) Anyway... The first 52 is here. It's going to be an exciting evening. It's going to be an exciting year. You know, hopefully this year is going to go a lot better than last year. Hopefully uh, we don't see the, the deaths uh, at the rapid pace that we've been seeing. But then again, you know, I've given my theory that I think the uh, the life expectancy is going to start dropping at a, at a ridiculous pace. It's going to be slow at first, and then eventually it'll pick up and go faster and faster. And, and if somebody lives to be 69... That'll be surprising. You wait. You see. You guys know I've been saying it for a long time, and it's been something I've been concerned about. I don't know. We've got some some good police news. Something I want to share. Something that he's been a guest on the show before, the penitent cop. We're going to play some audio from him, see what he has to say about what's going on and what's been going on in, in the world of law enforcement. And, of course... Uh, we're going to save it for when Scott joins us. We got a a reality check from Ben Swan that we want to review and just see if it's what we've all been saying for the past oh, however long it's been now. It's been a while that we've been saying that the things going on in the Middle East is not what it appears. They've always got to get rid of somebody, and and of course 
what they've been trying to do and get rid of is, is going to start coming to fruition, just like they did with getting rid of Saddam because they needed him out of there because they needed turmoil in order to get the seven countries in the seven years that they were planning. We all know that video. I've played it a hundred times. But before we get too serious, I just want to tell you all I love you. <laughs> you know, I get a little wacky sometimes. It, it is going to be a, a, a wiry, exciting evening. Like I said, there's a lot of different uh, stories that have been coming out recently that we've got to touch on. Uh, here in Florida, you know, Amendment 2 passed. It looks like we uh, are going to start seeing some ideas how, of how this is going to go down. I know a bunch of areas have put moratoriums to try to prevent the uh, medical marijuana from being sold before the rules are in place, which makes sense. I mean, we need the rules in place. If we're going to do this the right way, I mean, I don't, I'd rather they just decriminalize it and let us just do whatever with it. But if we're going to do it this way, it's going to take a process. We've got to follow the process. So that's what we'll do. We'll follow the process. That's what, you know, living in the, the wonderful republic that we live in. Wait, is that how it should work? I guess so. Maybe. Maybe not. So we're going to pay attention to that, how that comes together. And when, you know, when it's going to be available to people who need it. Listen, I didn't support Amendment 2 because I wanted to be able to get weed for myself to get high. It's never been a problem. I supported Amendment 2 because I want people that need it medically, that are suffering, to be able to have it and not fear and, and feel good about using it. You know, there's people that are just old school that, that won't won't use it because it's still illegal, even though they know they can benefit from it. Even though they, they know that if they took it, it would help them. So that's, you know, that's something that is important to, to allow people to have what they need, what they want to have. In order to, in order to, to, to feel better, in order to function every day. It's very, very important to some people. And it's not about just getting high, where a lot of people believe that's why I stand behind it. Something else we've discussed over the years, something my wife has even addressed and said that she, you know, she's in the real estate market. And she doesn't sell, she, she's a, a, a closing agent here in the state of Florida. And she's been talking about, uh, for like a year now at least how she's seeing a lot of the same a lot of the same things that she saw back uh you know during the 2008 crash a lot of the the uh, the, the prices going dangerously high and people buying and where they couldn't afford and then the price start to fall again you know there's an article in the telegraph fears of massive global property price fall amid dangerous conditions and market slowdown now we know here in America, that after Trump got elected, we saw the spike of the market. And if you listen to my show, you know that I said a couple weeks ago that we needed to have that spike in the market. It's the same thing we saw right before 9-11. We saw you know, a Republican who could definitely do things that uh, maybe a, a Democrat wouldn't do, get into office. Maybe that's what we're seeing now. Is is Trump really the the savior to the world, the savior to America? I don't know. But fears of massive glo massive global property price fall is something we should concern ourselves with. It's the same thing that brought us into the crash of 08. Again, you know, are, are we going to bail them out this time? You know, another thing I'm seeing a lot in the news, um, and I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing, because we Trump isn't president yet, and I agree, uh, really, that 
we should want companies to come back to America, and we should uh, not allow companies outside this country to be able to bring a product to America for cheaper than it can be made here. So I'm all about tariffs and, and increasing that. And if it's a trade war, then damn it, let's have a trade war. Let's just worry about what we can produce here in this country. Let's make it cheap for us so we buy our, our, our products. It's, it's not a bad thing to do. Don't be afraid of it. These are That's one of the things we'll get in with record, definitely, is, is how exactly is this going to go down? How exactly is he going to bring all these people around? Because it seems like they're trying. I don't know what to expect from them yet. I, I just don't know what to expect from them. Today, you know, the, the geoengineering was, was oh, going strong here. It was a really weird, really weird weather day here in southwest Florida. It's a really, really weird. Like, it was, it got foggy out of nowhere. It was a beautiful day. The geoengineering started, and then I was coming back from lunch, and it was only like a mile section of the road, and it was coming in off the Gulf, over the intercoastal. What the heck are they doing out there? The family just got home, if you can't tell, with all the noise in the background. I don't know if you can hear that or not. What the hell are they doing? <laughs> yes, this is what happens when you have a home studio. You get all the background noise sometimes. Anyway, uh, this weird fog rolled in out of nowhere off the off the intercoastal, off the Gulf. And realize, I only live a mile or so off the Gulf. And it was just strange how it came in. It was It was not normal southwest Florida weather, so I don't know what the heck that was about. It's kind of strange, kind of weird. I don't know. There's always those weird things going on. So I, I was talking about the Pennington Cup, uh, Erickson Harrell. And right before the new year, there was an article I had saw about the war on cops. It's, it's real strong again. I didn't get back to it when I was scanning through my Facebook and Twitter to try to find it. But, you know, they keep threatening us that there's this war on cops. That the cops are getting ambushed and killed at a, at a high rate. You don't know who Erickson Harrell is. He calls himself the Pennington Cop. He's a cop out of uh, southwest, southeast Florida, over the Miami area. And he stands out and really stands with us. Uh, again, if you're a new listener, which I, I see I have a new listener over the blood side, welcome. I hope you enjoy it. I'm kind of weird. I, I'm kind of spastic sometimes. And I just share my opinion. I, I don't have you know, hard facts on what I'm talking about. I just share opinion and news that I see. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, the Pennington Cop here. And I wanted to stop in to say that there is no war on cops. I don't care what the media and your poli local politician tells you, there is no war on cops. Do I believe that they want you to believe that there's a war on cops? Yes. Do I believe they want cops to believe that there's a war on cops? Yes. But don't believe the hype. I'm sorry. I pulled the statistics from one page, one Officer Down Memorial page odmp.com and there were approximately 46 officers killed in a five-year time frame from guns 46 and in that 46 there were some high-profile uh, incidents where cops were killed I believe the one in Texas where five or so were killed now I'm no conspiracy theorist but I believe that some of those shootings might be fabrications of the media where George W. Bush said, hey, well, sometimes we have to, you know, we have to create events and, you know, the DOJ approved it. 
come up. So that goes to show you that not all the media, everything you see in the media is real. It's a, it just shows because they have to create a perception. Whatever they're trying to social social engineer you into believing, they have to have the media push that agenda. And I think after this 2016 presidential campaign, we clearly see the media will lie to you. So again, ladies and gentlemen, uh, there's no war on cops. And this is, uh, you know, you guys should watch this video. You can find it at The Penitent Cop. Just search him on YouTube uh, because this video is is recorded as he's driving his patrol car in his police officer's uniform. A lot of what he does is in that format. He's not afraid to speak out. If you don't know who he is, maybe this will ring a bell. There was a cop arrested in Miami for protesting, flying an upside-down flag and refusing to take off his Guy Fawkes mask. I believe this was in 13 or 14. That's who who the penitent cop is. Uh, Great guy. I love interacting with him. Check him out. Follow him. Let him know that you heard about him from here. You know, let them know that we're talking about him, about what he's doing, because we need more in law enforcement like this, more in law enforcement that are going to really stand up for the citizens, not for the people pay- pushing their paycheck, but for the citizens and try to do what's right for the citizens. It's very, very important that we support real, true, good cops. It's... I can't express that because everybody calls me everybody calls me a conspiracy theorist or a cop hater. I, I don't want to hate cops. As a matter of fact, I wanted to be a cop. I'd like to support them. I'd like to, to, to when they, they have a shooting that's justified, I can go, you know what? He did the right thing. And when they have a shooting that's not justified, they're put where they belong. Whether it be jail, whether it be removed from the force and never allowed to do it again because that's the other problem we see is people will uh, do a shooting and and there'll be an investigation and and there's some questionable things but then he just retires and moves along and nothing happens that happens too often that's something that we really need to try to push and stop from happening we really need to marijuana sales total 6.7 billion that's with a B, billion in 2016. North American mono- marijuana sales grew by an unprecedented 30% in 2016 to $6.7 billion as the legal market expands in the U.S. and Canada, according to new reports by uh, ArcView Media or Market Research. And I don't know if you guys saw the article that came out a couple weeks ago about this this disease now that they're, they're uh, connecting to marijuana where it causes nauseousness and uh, stomach cramps. I forget what it was called exactly. I read an article briefly about it. I didn't. I don't even think I shared it because we know that's just propaganda and bull crap to try to harm the legalized marijuana market. But with these kinds of numbers, I mean, $6.7 billion in sales, what's the tax on that? 30% of that? Uh-huh. We could use that money, couldn't we? North American sales are projected to top $20.2 billion by 2021, assuming a compound annual growth rate of 25%. The report includes Canada for the first time as it moves towards implementing legal adult-use adult use marijuana. Implementing legal adult-use marijuana. Oh, yeah. And that kind of brings up, well, is this a, 
is this an attempt to try to maybe uh, continue with the North American Union? So uh, that's why Canada's being included in this report, because if we're legal, they're legal, Mexico's legal, and it just makes it all nice and happy, maybe. To put this in perspective, this industry growth is larger and faster than even the dot-com era. During that time, GDP grew at a blistering pace of 22%. 30% is an astounding number, especially when you consider that the industrial industry is in its early stages. Uh, Arcview's new editor-in-chief, Tom Adams, said, The only consumer industry categories I've seen reach $5 billion in annual spending and then post anything like 25% compound annual growth in the next five years are cable television in the 90s and the broadband internet, 29%, in the 2000s. So this growth is going to be so exponential. If you have any connections, if you're, if you're seeing legal marijuana, whether it be medical or, or just recreational, coming to your area, find a job in that industry, open a business. Use that as a as a growth potential for you. Don't think I'm not considering things. I know people that are in California that you know developed uh, different delivery forms. Okay, who when it comes legal here, they can't make it and sell it here, but they can sell the franchise and the and the processes to somebody here who will then own the market here in the state of Florida. So find something that you can get a connection to. And maybe you can become the man, man producing it in your state. Just support. Compassion. As, as uh, uh, what's his name? Um, John Morgan would say. It's, it's compassion. It's not medical marijuana. It's compassion. You know, let's, let's see children. That, that, which we've seen a, a, a story come out recently about a girl who was taking the CBD oils. And it wasn't stopping her seizures. She needed the THC. Some people, it, it reacts differently. Everything reacts differently. So you can't, you, you can't just eliminate it. I've got a buddy who's who's uh, finally got before me- Amendment Two passed. Finally got CBD oil for his seizures. He's been having very bad seizure problems for years. And he started on the CBD oil legally. He's been having a rough time with it. He's had a few seizures, but he's trying to get off his medicine also. So hopefully it'll all balance out in the long run because you've got to get used to it. But we've got to give the people the ability to try these different ways. It's very important, and it's, it's just something I believe in so much. <laughs> I, I know I rail on it a lot. Um, I just honestly believe that that's an important thing. I don't want to get into that. I read into that a little bit. I'm just scanning through some things here that I wanted to make sure I touch base on. Because once Scott gets on at the 7 o'clock hour, forget it. I've got the one clip, of the Ben Swan clip, that I'm, I want to play with him. And, and after that, if you've never heard Scott and I together, it's a good time. Uh, him and I really go back. And if you don't know who Scott Rickard is, he's a former... Uh, Intelligence analysis from the Air Force. It's been on with me a hundred times. A great guy. I've hung out with him in person. He's come to Razfest. You know, he's just a really good, cool guy. He goes to like CIA conferences and shit like that. It's kind of neat. 
So it's it's a lot of fun to talk with them. So make sure you stick around for Scott. At, at, it's about seven ten, seven fifteen. I'm trying to decide if I'm just going to go straight through to seven and take a break then, or if I'm going to take a quick break. You know, because it's hard to just talk and talk and talk and talk and talk. That way, I can get my mind together. It's a long day at work. First day back to work. Uh, you know, in, in 2017. Yes, Chris, it's justifiable. And I wouldn't disagree. I, I'm sorry. I'm I'm scanning through things. You know, I, maybe I should take a break. Maybe it's it's a it's a good thing for me to take a quick break. You know, get a breather. You guys check out some music. You know my you know my music. You know what I love. It's, it's nothing uh, that you haven't heard before. I w- I will take some phone calls. How about that? Why don't we do some phone calls? If anybody's interested, after this break, we'll take a couple phone calls. Nine four one four two one zero four zero one. You guys sit tight. Stick around. There's so much more to come. The soul has no limitation. We were in the center of the Amazon basin. We had come there uh, to explore tryptamine hallucinogens. These are short-acting, very powerful psychedelic drugs. And the reason we were so interested in these drugs is because in encounters with it in the pure was invariably characterized by encounters with elves, thousands of these things. When you smoke DMT, for example, at a sufficiently high and prepared dose, you get elves. Everybody does. Uh, You may not believe it, but on the other hand, it only takes five minutes to prove that I'm bullfishing you 100%. Surely anyone who's studied UFOs and alien intelligence for as many years as the people represented here have can afford to invest ten minutes in the wild-eyed assertion that all you need to do is inhale deeply three times and you want contact you want elves? You want alien intelligence? You'll have it up the kazoo. Now, of course, it comes from an unsanctioned dimension. And so, all night long, I sat reviewing the things that had passed, seeming to divide my consciousness and send it both backward through my family tree and forward into the future. I seemed to see all the years still ahead. I saw some technique emerging from this contact, our careers pursued across time and space, and finally vindication as the world realized the truth of the transdimensional nature of the Strophalia visions and the true nearness of the world that they had thrown open. For it had become my belief that the contact with an intelligent and utterly alien species was beginning for humanity. It seemed that out of the long night of cosmic time, 
the novelty of novelties, the moment of contact between minds on utterly different planes was beginning. We were among the first to achieve contact with this other. It was the real thing. We had come to the equatorial jungle to explore the dimensions glimpsed in tryptamine ecstasy. And there, in the darkness of the heart of the Amazon, we had been found and touched by this bizarre and ancient life form that was now awakening to the global potential of a symbiotic relationship with technical humanity. All night long, strange vistas and insights poured through me. I saw gigantic machineries and worlds of vegetable and mechanical forms on scales inconceivably vast. Time, agatized and glittering, seemed to pour by me like living superfluids, inhabiting dream regions of terrible pressure and super cold. And I saw the plan, the mighty plan, at last. It was an ecstasy, an ecstasis that lasted hours and placed the seal of completion on all of my previous life. At the end, I felt reborn, but as what, I knew not, that will sweep away the petty concerns of earth and history-bound humanity. Have you ever called into your favorite talk radio program only to encounter this and felt like this? That never happens when you dial 941-421-0401. At RazRadioLive.com, we answer right away. And pow, you're live on the air talking to one of your favorite hosts. No screeners, no delays. Try it now. 941 941- Four two one zero four zero one and avoid nine four one four two one zero four zero one. If you're a new listener or a seasoned veteran, don't be scared. Nine four one four two one zero four zero one. We welcome all. We know how it feels to be ignored. RazRadioLive.com. He has invited 9-11 truthers into his administration. If they believe that he's just another one of these guys, he is in danger. I want to truth the mayor of every city. I want to make him ride around and blast my sand. I see them when I am 
it is not that fun. I'm sorry for Bill. But anybody, I mean, he, he was a liar, though. You know, uh, one time I had him on the radio and he was cussing and I delayed him once. And I said, please don't cuss again. I delayed him again. And I said, okay, thank you. Actually, we're all here. Can we talk about the orange elephant in the room? Can we really talk about it? Can we just accept the fact that Donald Trumpers are president, not hashtag not my president like a bunch of fanooks? Can we be okay with that? He's our president. I think it's good. Anyone else? I think it's fucking good. To try- yeah. Yeah, it's fucking good. Because here's the deal, people. Guess what? We're all going to fucking die. No, hear me out. We are. And most of us are going to die really, like, boring, slow, painful deaths. We're going to be in hospice, hooking them to twos, having Parkinson's, just shaking. Little grandkids come around like, eh, why does grandpa smell? And you're just shitting yourself like, I'm a pirate. <laughs> but not with President Trump. We get to die in the apocalypse, people. Oh, my God, that's exciting. You guys excited about, oh, fuck you, really? You're not excited about... You get to vaporize. That's fucking awesome. That's fucking amazing, right? And if you don't vaporize and you live, you get to fight for your fucking life. That's exciting. You're at Whole Foods trying to get a can of quinoa, some bitch with a yoga mat to beat you to death. And then if you do escape, you run outside. Some of the Tesla runs you over because you can't hear those fucking things, right? And then when you do die, you're in the afterlife. You get bragging rights for fucking eternity. That's amazing, right? You die in the fucking apocalypse, man. See some guy like, how'd you go, man? He's like, oh, I died of old age in prison. You're like, I'm sorry, Mr. Cosby. I fucking evaporated. (laughs) 
Donald Trump got drunk. He tweeted at 3 a.m., hey, Kim Jong-un, you got a small penis. And guess what? 30 minutes later, I line Chipotle. I fucking vaporized. <laughs> Some young Mexican kid's like, hey, man, I'm here because of Trump, too. You're like, oh, Armageddon. He's like, no, I fell off the wall. <laughs> my point is, yay, Trump, guys. That's my fucking point. No? Just me? Cool. Moving on. I'm crying because Trump got I'm crying. Shut the fuck up. I'm going to move to Canada. Fucking move to Canada. I need an apartment. I got bigger issues. I'm trying to get a guest star on Bones. Fuck you. They're coming. Popeye from federaljack.com. You're listening to the first 52 where you can hear the inmates run the insane asylum. Yeah, my fashion sense sucks too. Welcome back to the first 52. RazRadioLive.com, Radio Free Blood, Radio Chaos, and Radio Confluence. It's so much to say, but I'm so proud to, to have all these people that want to, you know, let me spew my shit on their station. So I appreciate it, guys, for all of you. I hope 2017 brings us all something special. Maybe some money. Maybe we could all start making some money off of this whole deal. Wouldn't that be nice? You know, and I don't really promote or sell shit normally, but, you know, I got my payment coming up for my stream soon. I know you guys over on Mixler don't don't get the, the having to pay for it. I guess some of you do pay for the, for the Mixler. But, you know, I got to pay for my stream. So what I do is I do t-shirt campaigns. You know, it helps me get a couple bucks. It doesn't pay for the whole stream, but it helps me get a couple bucks to go towards it. So I'm going to share it over in the uh, Mixler uh, Radio Free Bud, Radio Free Blood's uh, chat room. <laughs> Jared, you're funny. Um, <coughs> I'm going to share it over there, but I do a Teespring campaign. It's just some shirts that I've designed. Uh, you know, like I said, I get a little kickback from it. If you go to teespring.com, go to stores and just search Raz Radio Live, you'll find my store there. Uh, and it just helps. It helps pay the bills, my friend. You know, this isn't free. I don't just do this, you know, with nobody asking me for money. So I got to ask for money every once in a while. I don't do it often. Anywho, don't forget we got Scott Rickard coming up in about, I don't know, 30 minutes, give or take. It should be fun. I always love having Scott join me. He is just a character. I mean, and like I said, him and I get together, and there is no stopping us. There really is no stopping us. We get going. We get on a roll. We just and we just ramble. We'll starburst. So be ready. Take notes. Uh, if you don't take notes, you might not realize where we're going or where we've been. I have that problem in life in general. But uh, I'm looking through here. All my tabs are marijuana tabs. I almost had a marijuana thing tonight. Oh, this was... See, you know, I was waiting for this for record, but we can get into this and bring it back up. You know, <clears throat> this whole... I haven't addressed this because I really haven't done a live show in a couple weeks. Um, this whole <laughs> this whole uh, Russian hacking story. And again... Man, I got the... <clears throat> I got a little cough going here, so sorry if I'm coming in and out. This whole Russian hacking story that Russia's hacked our... our our elections and they interfered in our elections and we see these these you know the facts coming out that that's not what happened we have Assange himself Julian Assange himself 
coming out and saying, no, the Russians did not give us this. This is this was from WikiLeaks. It's not from the Russian. And you know what? Maybe it was some Russian hacker that did it, but not a Russian government hacker. But then again, you have to ask yourself. This is what gets me. We've got <clears throat> we've got the CIA. Oh, that's one of the. I didn't pull that video up. I got to find that video. Matter of fact, I got to find that video quickly. We have the CIA, who is uh, by far one of the. Uh, the most uh, nefarious group of 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 people that you could imagine. They've they've interjected themselves in every election. Where can I find that quickly? If anybody knows, there was a a video I shared earlier this week. Uh, maybe you guys in the in the blood chat room, if you could help me out with this, it'd be great. Uh, it was a guy. I don't even remember the site that he's from. I thought I pulled that up, and he was talking about the the CIA. And exactly how oh, I gotta scan through here real fast. Isn't there a, a videos? Yeah, videos, shared videos. Let's see if that's it. Uh, no, that's not it. Damn you, Beavis. It's oh wait, wait, hold on. They need to make this shit more easy to figure out. I, and I hate to do uh on air and I, I should have thought of this. Videos of you, your videos. Your videos. No, no, that's not it. I should have done this during the break, and I totally forgot about this story until just now, about how the CIA is by far one of the most uh, propaganda-pushing, government-interfering agencies out there. And this is the agency that is telling us that Russia hacked our election. And it's funny, you know, <clears throat> I see counter-stories about it constantly. You know, I, I'm not really paying too close attention to them, but you'll see the constant counter stories about the Russian hacking and how there's no evidence pointing to it. But the CIA is insisting. And and then Trump is going, no, I don't know if I trust the CIA. And then everybody's going, but you must trust the CIA. CIA, how can you not trust the CIA? They're your intelligence agency. How are we supposed to be safe if you're not trusting your intelligence agency? Well, this intelligence agency has been proven over the years. <clears throat> uh, no, it's not a counter coup. Uh, Steve Pachenik. No, it's not the Steve Pachenik, but Ben, I, I appreciate that, dude. You're, you're, you're doing exactly what I need. Uh, I'll know the video. I'm scanning through my Facebook right now. It's driving me nuts because this was one of the ones I meant to make sure I pulled up. Ooh, that was a cool video, too. There's a, there's a neat, while I'm looking for this, while I'm scanning through, there's this neat... Um, tent i saw and it mounts it, it literally looks like a like a car carrier roof carrier a little tiny but real thin and it folds open to this really cool tent if you're a camper you know maybe it's a good survivalist thing i get through all these new year's eve pictures if you guys want to follow me it's uh for when i hold on yeah i can't read that you guys are chatting i'm trying to scan through here you don't don't i gotta pay attention <laughs> um, what was I saying? See, I got starbursted, and I totally forgot what I was saying. There's a pool table. All right, I'm getting close to it now. Uh, it, this 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 guy was like, "Whoa, here it is! I got it. Um, found it. It's a fusion video. Found it. Found it. Sorry, guys. I apologize for on air uh, production, but sometimes, you know, sometimes it's just what you got to do. You just got to do some on air production, and it's just how it goes down. So now that I found it, 
Let's listen. Donald Trump finds himself at odds with the CIA over this Russia hack story, and people are freaking out about it. But is the Donald wrong not to trust the CIA? Well, the record is spotty, to say the least. First, a bit of background. The CIA is claiming that the DNC hack that did so much damage to the Hillary Clinton campaign came from individuals with connections to the Russian government. Of course, Donald Trump has said that he doesn't believe the report, which has led to a lot of frantic claims that it's outrageous for the president-elect to doubt the credibility of the CIA. The main argument coming from pundits and government officials is that the president has to trust the intelligence that comes from the CIA. And the fact that our current president-elect doesn't trust the intelligence is dangerous for America. Or something. This is unprecedented and incredible for a president-elect to say, number one, disputing what the CIA are saying to their main customer, the president-elect. But is it so outrageous to doubt the credibility of the CIA? I mean, it's worth remembering that the CIA is a clandestine organization, essentially unaccountable to the American public, that has tortured people illegally, has spent decades undermining democracies around the world, all the while deceiving the American public while spying on our own Congress. Like that time back in 2011 when John Brennan, a longtime CIA operative who now runs the agency, answered a question about CIA drone strikes. Nearly for the past year, there hasn't been a single collateral death. Well, that's just flat out wrong. Just a few months before, a CIA drone strike killed 50 people in Pakistan. The strike reportedly hit a tribal meeting of elders that were there to solve a mining dispute. Oops. Perhaps the most brazen lies the CIA has given us in the past few years have been related to the agency's use of torture. The CIA basically lied every single step of the way. Most of this was exposed when the Senate finally released its torture report back in 2014. The central, most important claim was on the effectiveness of the intelligence obtained through torture. For years, the CIA claimed that torture, or enhanced interrogation techniques as they like to call it, led to hard, actionable information that stopped terrorist activity. Well, this claim turned out to be bullshit. The report showed that, in fact, torture yielded no useful information. They were also misleading the public on the kind of torture they were doing. For years, it was believed that the most brutal technique was waterboarding. But it turns out they were also doing things like forced rectal feeding and standing on broken limbs and threatening to rape the prisoner's mother. But it doesn't stop there. While the Senate was preparing the torture report, the CIA was actually spying on the Senate. Of course, at first, the CIA said, let me assure you that CIA spying on the SSCI before admitting that they did it and then apologizing for it. I guess it's never too late now to say sorry. So the CIA first started torturing people in secret. Then they admitted they were, but they lied about the effectiveness of that torture. They also lied about the kind of torture they were doing, and then they spied on the people who were investigating them for it. Cool. And this is only from like the past 15 years or so. But the CIA has been lying to the American public for decades. To pick just one example out of many, the former director of the CIA, Richard Helms, was convicted of lying to Congress over the agency's role in the 1973 military coup in Chile, which toppled the democratically elected president, Salvador Allende, and installed the long dictatorship of Augusto Pinochet. Then there was a time in 1982 when Congress passed a law that prohibited the Reagan administration from overthrowing the Sandinista government in Nicaragua. Despite the fact that Congress, the literal representation of the American people, told the government not to overthrow the Sandinistas, the CIA continued covert operations against them for years. The whole thing blew up in the Iran-Contra scandal of 1986. So yeah, it does seem likely that some elements of the Russian state were involved in the DNC hacks, although we've seen very little in the way of action. 
actual concrete evidence. But we certainly shouldn't be taking the CIA's word at face value. Because if the CIA wore pants, those pants would be on fire. You want to fire Scott Rickard up, you ask him. You ask Scott Rickard about the uh, the uh, uh, Iran-Contra deal. Because that's when he was in. That's when he was really heavy into investigating and into uh, what he did as an analysis. See, an intelligence analysis. So we have the government telling us to trust the entity that has fondled every election in every other country and tried to make it what it wants and has done that many times. That's what I was talking about with 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 uh, Saddam earlier when I, when I brought up Saddam and went off on a starburst and totally didn't even cover what I was trying to cover. It was exactly that. The CIA has been involved in other countries. So we should get that mad if another country actually tried to do it to us. I think we should go, you know what? Look at that. They're learning. They're figuring it out. They see what we've been doing. Now they're trying to do it to us. Let's be honest with our citizens. Let's be honest with our people and tell them, listen, we're sorry. We did this. We're going to stop now, but we need to stop these. Let's be honest then. You can't just go, oh, see this? That's what they're doing. That's how it's going to be. It's what they're going to do. You can't do that because it's a lie. And we've been doing it. We are just as guilty as a nation of trying to control other nations, trying to put other nations to do what we want them to do. It's not okay. It's really not okay, my friends. All right, when we get back, we'll have Scott Rickard. Uh, it's going to be a, a little longer than average break here. i got to get him dialed up. i got to get everything together. i got to pee. I su- suggest you guys do. But I, I'll be here, and you'll want to hear what Scott's got to say. And remember, ask – oh, wait, hold on. Uh, hold on here. Give me one second. I was going to do that, but I, I see i got a phone caller in, and I, I wanted to make sure I took the call. Uh, oh, no, he hung up. Maybe he heard me saying that. Jared, you can call back in later, man. Let me take a break real fast. Uh, we'll have Scott Rickard coming back in on the other side. Just think about it. Just remember. It's never too late to say sorry. We have been compelled to create a permanent armaments industry of vast proportions. The total influence, economic, political, even spiritual, is felt in every city, every state house, every office of the federal government. We must guard against
It's time for a TF52 flashback. I think of the lamest uh, intro and outro music to the show, and I think we need to start changing that. Well, what do you want, Dave? Well, I want, I, honestly, I'd like Frank for, uh, to write us a song, but, I, you know... Oh, he's all butthurt and jealous. <laughs> no, no, he I'm, no have I'm, an intro I'm not envious. Hey, I'm not en- hey, I'm hey, envious. hey. I'm hey, not jealous. I'm we've got our own intro. Right, right. Don't so, be all upset. That's right. not for you, <laughs> sir. That's not for it you. Would, it, no, it's it would, not it for would, you. It would, it would. I, I'm explaining that it would cheapen the, the, his song on their thing. So, but we got to get something that's upbeat. Everybody's got a night. I mean, you, you're, you're, your father-in-law has got a better intro music. We it's are got, not. All, we're not an upbeat show, Dave. We are the ones that talk about the stupid, crazy shit that nobody else wants to talk about. Yeah, you know, let's that's just put what it to we vote. are. How about that? Let's make it a democratic process. Well, if somebody wants to make us a new intro that's more upbeat or that. Fits better, then I, I offer that out to anybody who would like to do that. I would appreciate it. It would be great. But that's not what our show is, Dave. We're not the happy-go-lucky show. Maybe somebody, maybe we need a happy-go-lucky third-hour intro so we can, <laughs> you know, mellow out and, and get into it that way. But, um, that's not what the show's about, dude. I mean, we talk about, um, you know, new apps allows, mm. allows its users to tattle on gun owners. You know, we talk about, uh, DARPA making humanoids, the, the newest robot out, which goes from the one we saw before, the pet one. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we talk about all these different things. So it's not a happy-go-lucky show. It's not, it's not uh, all I'm just saying get a better, get, get, get a better, all right, let's move on. <laughs> oh, Dave, you know, I love to argue with you. That's why I'm trying to move on. It's so much fun. I, I've, I've had my fill of arguing on Salty Show. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, that was a good show, though. Um, so Wait, are they talking about that one night when everybody was yelling? Yeah, was awesome. Thursday night, yeah. Was, no, it was Wednesday, I no, think. No, it was can on you, a Wednesday. Can you Tuesday keep the desk or, in one place, please? It was on a Tuesday or a Wednesday, and it was like really... That was good shit. I think it was Thursday. Uh, was it Thursday or Wednesday? No. Wednesday. Oh, Wednesday. It was Wednesday. God damn it, get it right. You got a like a little internet or podcasting show or something? Chocolate drop. Hold on, hold on, buddy. What is the chocolate drop a show about? Chocolate drop? Drop it on us. I kind of know. I will not listen if you don't tell me what it's about. It's about uh, uh, hip hop, rap, turd politics, man skewing, music. Hold on, hold on, buddy. Chocolate. It's every other guy that's got a podcast around here, okay? And where can people find the chocolate show? It's man skewing, yes? Rap, turd RazRadioLive.com. There you go. Okay. And when does it air? Buddy? Saturdays, one o'clock Eastern Time. Okay. And where can people find the Chocolate Show? RazRadioLive.com. There you go. I wish you the best at the Chocolate Drop. And so basically, it's about yeah. every other person that's not in real radio that's trying to get in radio and do a show. Rat turd show. Knock yourself out, kid. Rat turd show. The ra- <laughs> RazRadioLive.com. There you go. On the morning of September 11, 2001, 19 men armed with box cutters directed by a man on dialysis in a cave fortress halfway around the world using a satellite phone and a laptop directed the most sophisticated penetration of the most heavily defended airspace in the world. Overpowering the passengers and the military combat trained pilots on four commercial aircraft before flying those planes wildly off course for over an hour without being molested by a single fighter interceptor. These 19 hijackers, devout religious fundamentalists who like to drink alcohol, snort cocaine, and live with pink-haired strippers, managed to knock down three buildings with two planes in New York. 
While in Washington, a pilot who couldn't handle a single-engine Cessna was able to fly a 757 in an 8,000-foot descending 270-degree corkscrew turn to come exactly level with the ground, hitting the Pentagon in the budget analyst office where DOD staffers were working on the mystery of the $2.3 trillion that Defense Secretary Donald Rumsfeld had announced missing from the Pentagon's coffers in a press conference the day before, on September 10th, 2001. Luckily, the news anchors knew who did it within minutes. Osama bin Laden. The pundits knew within hours. Osama bin Laden. The administration knew within the day terrorists who committed these acts and those who harbored them. And the evidence literally fell into the FBI's lap. That a hijacker's passport was found blocks from the World Trade Center crash site, if you can believe that. But for some reason, a bunch of crazy conspiracy theorists demanded an investigation into the greatest attack on American soil in history. That investigation was delayed, underfunded, set up to fail, a conflict of interest, and a cover-up from start to finish. It was based on testimony extracted through torture, the records of which were destroyed. It failed to mention the existence of WTC-7, Able Danger, P-TECH, Sibel Edmonds, OBL and the CIA, and the drills of hijacked aircraft being flown into buildings that were being simulated at the precise same time that those events were actually happening. It was lied to by the Pentagon, the CIA, the Bush administration, and as for Bush and Cheney, well, no one knows what they told it because they testified in secret, off the record, not under oath, and behind closed doors. It didn't bother to look at who funded the attacks because that question is ultimately of little practical significance. Still, the 9-11 Commission did brilliantly answering all of the questions the public had, except most of the victim's family members' questions, and pinned blame on all the people responsible, although no one so much as lost their job, determining the attacks were failure of imagination because nobody in our government at least, and I don't think the prior government that could envision flying airplanes into buildings. Except the Pentagon, FEMA, NORAD, and the NRO. The DIA destroyed 2.5 terabytes of data on Able Danger, but that's okay because it probably wasn't important. The SEC destroyed their records on the investigation into the insider trading before the attacks, but that's okay because destroying the records of the largest investigation in SEC history is just part of routine record keeping. NIST has classified the data that they used for their model of WTC-7's collapse, but that's okay because knowing how they made their model of the collapse would jeopardize public safety. The FBI has argued that all material related to their investigation of 9-11 should be kept secret from the public, but that's okay because the FBI probably has nothing to hide. This man never existed, nor is anything he had to say worthy of your attention, and if you say otherwise, you are a paranoid conspiracy theorist and deserve to be shunned by all of humanity. Likewise him, 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 and her, and her, and her, and him. Osama bin Laden lived in a cave fortress in the hills of Afghanistan, but somehow got away. Then he was hiding out in Tora Bora, but somehow got away. Then he lived in Abbottabad for years, taunting the most comprehensive intelligence dragnet employing the most sophisticated technology in the history of the world for a decade, releasing video after video with complete impunity and getting younger and younger as he did so, before finally being found in a daring SEAL team raid which wasn't recorded on video, in which he didn't resist or use his wife as a human shield, and in which these crack special forces operatives panicked and killed this unarmed man, supposedly the best source of intelligence about those dastardly terrorists on the entire planet. Then they dumped his body in the ocean before telling anyone about it. Then a couple dozen of that team's members died in a helicopter crash in Afghanistan. This is the story of 9-11, brought to you by the media which told you the hard truths about His head could be seen to move violently forward. And They took the babies out of incubators. And Mobile production facilities. And The rescue of Jessica Lynch. If you have any questions about this story, you are a batshit, paranoid, tinfoil, dog-abusing baby hater, and will be reviled by everyone. If you love your country and or freedom, happiness, rainbows, rock and roll, puppy dogs, apple pie, and your grandma, you will never, ever express doubts about any part of this story to anyone. Ever.
This has been a public service announcement by the friends of the FBI, CIA, NSA, DIA, SEC, MSM, White House, NIST, and the 9-11 Commission. Because ignorance is straight. Generals masquerade as your doctor Pills become bullets Then they poison your water A pharmaceutical army Built to slaughter Two men in masks Come for your wife And your daughter Whoa Now what? Here they come for the guns And God and demons Disguised as priests and nuns Time to run With no place to go Except Honduras With a man called Forto Jones Stolen bones Invade the skies With robot drones Check the infrared radar For UFOs Silver and gold Behold the weather's controlled By genetically Modified hybrid clones Built in bunkers With subjects under mind control Injected and observed In the combat zone Now come on It's the On the Jack Blood Show, you're listening to the first 52 with Sean Raz Radio Live. Stay bold. All right, guys, welcome back to the first 52 RazRadioLive.com. <laughs> Radio Chaos, Radio Confluence, and Radio Free Blood. I mean, what more could you ask for? You know, it, it, again, I want to thank everybody who allows me to be part of their station. It just, it means so much to me. It just really does. I, wow, this video is really crazy. I'm just going to get rid of this. No long rejoin, no long monologue. We had a lot of stuff to talk about coming up here. Um, as you all know, I've been telling you all night, I, 
I got somebody coming on, somebody I've been looking forward to talking to. You know, we were hoping to do a, a little election show, but he was kind of tied up with press TV. You know, I know press TV is uh, a little bit better than 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 Raz Radio, but Scott, I <laughs> see. I, I could hear him in the back. I didn't even have you turned up yet. He's over there, like, oh no, no, wait, hold on, no, don't say that. How you doing, brother? How you doing, Sean? Good to hear your voice, man. Always good. Yeah, you too. You know, it's, it's been a while since we had the time to chat. Uh, with everything going on with the elections and and then the holidays roll through, and you know, you have to do what you got to do. So yeah, we all needed our quiet time, our crayons, and. And all of our all of our jobs gave us a month or two off just to feel better, right? Yeah, exactly. You know, I've been I haven't been doing live shows. I've been doing my doc days, but I haven't done as many live shows as I normally would do. Uh, so, <laughs> you know, it's it's that time of year where it makes it hard to get it together. But I wanted to get you on for the for the kickoff of 2017. First of all, did you have a good New Year's? I did. I did. I actually got to spend some uh, time at first night in St. Petersburg. Uh, what a beautiful city in Florida. And had a good time with my daughter and my girlfriend and a few other friends that joined us. So it was great, yeah. Well, you know, a lot of the old family there is is, is in St. Petersburg. Amber from California, she just moved over to, to that area. She moved, nice. She moved down here now, and uh, we got four toads in that area. So whenever you're out there, you should really reach out to them and let them know, hey, man, I'm going to huh. be here because we love hanging out with you. That was one of the things I was saying earlier. You know, we had done multiple interviews and never had met. And then we finally, you know, got to spend time together as as humans, as people, you know, sharing yeah. sharing an enjoyable event. You had just come off of a, a CIA uh, – um, what, what were you at? You were at a conference of some sort about the CIA. Yeah, I went up to a uh, conference in Washington, D.C., and I attended a an intelligence uh, briefing with uh, all the different intelligence communities coming together. So I had you know, head of the FBI, head of the CIA, head of the DIA, head of – Director of National Intelligence was there. Um, then, uh, what's the guy's name? Um, he's the uh, the guy that first guy they put in for Department of Homeland Security. I can't think of his name, but I can see his face. He looks like Skeletor. Not but, Bremer. Uh, um, not Bremer. I'm sorry. He was Department of Homeland Security. He's the guy responsible for those scanners at the airport too. Uh, so. Oh, um, um, oh, not Wolfowitz. Um, no, I know no. who you're thinking of too. I can see his face also. Um, all right, yeah. chat chat room, come on, give me give me an answer. I know you guys, Radio Free Blood chat room there. I know you know who I'm thinking of. Uh, he he was he owned part of the ownership of one of the scanning companies. I remember from 2003, four, five ish. Uh, yeah, what was his name? I can't think of it right now. I, I, as I told you earlier, I was uh, swimming with manatees, so I, I my long term memory. I think they steal our long term memory from us. <laughs> We're our short term, short term at the same time. Who knows? Anyway, uh, so yeah, your time at Crystal River today was probably great. I, I've never been there. It's, it's, it seems like a neat area. Oh, you're gonna love it. There you go. Yeah. So tell me about. Um, let, let's start with the election. You know, we, okay. we've a shirt off. Thank you. Jared. Well, you know, I gotta tell you. Wait, wait hold on, Scott. It was shirt off. A shirt off, Michael Chertoff. Yep. You're right. Thank exactly. you, Jared. Yeah. Yep. So, so tell me what you think about the election here, and and what happened with uh, with how it ended up. Because I'll be honest with you, I don't know if you knew this or not. I actually voted for Trump because I thought they were going to manipulate the election, and he would have lost. And then I could have said, "Hey, listen, now I, you know this kind of helps show that uh, there's election fraud." So, so where are you at with this whole election, and where we're at? 
Well, I could, I didn't see it coming. I got to tell you, I, I, even though I went to you know Stein and and Clinton and uh, Trump rallies just to get a you know uh, Stein obviously didn't have a chance, and I just couldn't stomach uh, going to a Johnson um, uh, rally to be honest with you. Thankfully, he didn't come much in Florida, so that was good. And then uh, um, when I did go see uh, Clinton, I mean, I was really out of place. You know, I, obviously Hillsborough County. Uh, I wasn't gay, you know, I wasn't, uh, um, uh, you know, I was Caucasian and uh, I was pretty much outnumbered. And you had and a they, penis. And, 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 yeah, and that. And they bust in, <laughs> a, they, they bust in, a, there is that. And they bust in a ton of college kids. Uh, and it, uh, to be honest with you, you know, the way that they conducted their campaign, you know, they were out just basically trying to get people to sign up things and volunteer for things. You know, they're giving away free tickets to shows. And then you couldn't even get into the show unless you, you got there early because you still had to stand in line. And then, you know, people that got those tickets didn't even get in. So it was a it was kind of a mess. And, I think uh, we can, I, Scott, I really think we can all admit that the whole point of that was to have a big crowd outside. They wouldn't let people in. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. The, the idea was to bring in musicians. And, and what was interesting is that, you know, I got to tell you, Trump didn't bring anybody. You know, he actually he did bring Bobby Bowden, but uh, it wasn't announced. And, you know, obviously Bobby Bowden has a lot of pull in, uh, in Florida. And his, his rallies in Florida were just uh, ginormous compared to Hillary Clinton's. He, he was just uh, blowing out the numbers. So the fact that he won Florida shouldn't have surprised me, but it did because I, I kind of got the feeling that, uh, you know, between Orlando and southeast uh, um, uh, Florida that she'd kind of have it in the bag. And once I saw it getting close, I was like, man, I said Trump might have a chance because as soon as he started to win Florida, I said, "There's, there's an opportunity." And then, and then, you know, this is obviously arm, you know, armchair quarterback. You know, I mean, obviously, at the end of the day, you've got, you know, uh, Clinton didn't spend enough money in the in the Rust Belt and and didn't do the kind of job that uh, that uh, Trump did. And at the same time, Trump hired some pretty uh, stout guys for the Rust Belt. You know, that guy, uh, uh, Rince uh, Priebus. I mean, that right. guy's pretty damn sharp. And and so by winning those. You know, he pulled out a uh, you know a real nail biter. Do you think? And I, and you know how I'm the conspiracy guy, and I know you're not the conspiracy guy. I know you right. you want you're a hardcore fat guy, but right. I, I think we all know that there there can be hacking done to these electronic voting machines. It's been proven over and over sure, again sure, that sure. there's issues with these machines. Do you think? Uh, at least this is part of my belief that that the support for Trump was so overwhelming they couldn't them and they couldn't well, make it go I, I don't know i mean obviously there's definitely some systems that are going to be uh manipulated you know there's all kinds of people that work at those uh um different voting um you know places and you know every single precinct you know is controlled by you know a group of people that are you know obviously associated with um a political party, and and if you're in a a, a district that has a you know obviously a, a political stint, there are people there that could absolutely modify and you know stuff ballots and so on and so forth. So I, I don't think that our our you know election system is is fail safe. Uh, it certainly has a lot uh, leaves a lot to be desired. Uh, at the same time, you know, we were still voting for two different crappy, uh, um, you right. know, representatives that, you know, neither one of them deserved to be, uh, on the, uh, ballot. So, you know, at that point, I really didn't care who won. Uh, I didn't vote for either one of them. At least I, Trump's going to be entertaining, though. 
Well, I mean, you know, obviously, not just entertaining, but, uh, you know, this is going to be, I think we're going to move into one of the most Likudnik uh, um, uh, right-wing governments that we've seen in a long time. I think he's really going to make uh, um, Dick Cheney uh, look like a choir boy. Yeah, I want to go there with you. I, I definitely want to go there, but real fast, so before we go yeah. there, because I do want to go there. That's, that's an yeah. important thing. So remind me after I ask you this question and you answer it to go back to that. But yeah. um, as a Stein supporter, all right, and I was just, you know, I, I liked what she did. Uh, I, yeah. I, I I really she comes from interesting areas and I, I we we need that change we need that you know I'm a Johnson guy I was a, I was a, I supported her I supported Johnson I didn't right. want either one of these two idiots um, and and I guess the question I, I really was bothered by after everything was the whole recount thing and people claiming fraud and and thievery and and deception from her right just to get where. And I haven't investigated it, so maybe you can bring me up to speed, or maybe it bothers you, or or where do well, you stand I mean, with that? Well, I mean, when I first heard about it, the strategy in which she chose, I was very disappointed. I mean, I, I felt as though that strategy to go after um, only states in which uh, um, you know Trump eked out a uh, a slight win, which, by the way, you know, without uh, you know Florida and Pennsylvania, you know, he certainly would have lost, and. Uh, so if you're looking at the states they went after, you know, you know Pennsylvania was one of them, uh, Michigan and Wisconsin. And, they, you know, these guys are choosing states in which uh, um, he was uh, successful in and she failed in when, in fact, you know, it could have gone. You know, I would if, if they were really interested in, in doing a legitimate count, they could have found the states that were least expensive to do something like that in. And uh, and, and if, it, if their true motive was to you know prove that the elections are you know faulted or you know faulty I, I i think that would have been great but i didn't get that that notion and at the same time you know it took her what a year and a half two years to raise two million dollars and then a, a weekend she magically you know raises you know six million. seven million dollars right right so you know i got a real problem with that too because you know where where were these people when she was running for office and i honestly think well hold on for a second i honestly think she did prove an issue with the voting machines and the reason i say that is because where they did do the recounts it, it kind of showed that uh you know trump got more out of the deal which means they went to the paper part they, they actually looked at the paper and it, it made changes possibly Right, you know, because here in Florida we have the paper ballot, ballot, you know. Sure. So if, if there's a recount uh, issued or asked for here, they're going to pull that paper out, hopefully, and, and individually count that. So maybe right. it did, um, you know, cause that 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 difference. But where we were going, you you had brought up Cheney. Well, just let me let me let me answer that one real quick. Is when when it comes down to independent research, mm-hmm. right, and independent. Uh, um, uh, I would say uh, analysis of what actually happened until you take and you can share, you know, all the scan data and all the information to the public. It, it's not believable for me. You know what I mean? Because if you're if you're really going to make a, a, a an analysis of the of the of the election system in the United States, right. if that information is not made available to the public for analysis, then it's not actual viable analysis isn't that a problem with most of what we deal with i mean if they would make Absolutely. all the actual videos available from 9 11 you know the 82 that are looking at the pentagon or looking around the pentagon exactly to show us what really happened you know exactly how about oklahoma city let's where are the all the videos that disappear right. from oklahoma city 
Just yeah. give us that and we'll shut up about it then. Prove right. us wrong. And and that kind of stuff could prove all these different issues. Uh, again, as you're cl- claiming with the with the ballots, let's see the count. Let's let's watch it happen on video. Let's give us the proof of it. Don't leave us in the dark wondering why, how, what. And it goes with the whole fake news thing, and, and that's where we're going to start spinning to. But I, I want to go back to this. All right, Cheney. Okay. New World Order, Rhinos. I think all that kind of fits together. What I want to say before you start, because I want you to think about this. Have you seen, uh, are you a, are you a, um, a Marvel's guy? Do you like, uh, you know, Iron Man and all that kind of stuff? Do you like sure, I've seen most of them, sure. All right, so you've seen Winter Soldier, right? Yes, I have. Okay. Now, can you, uh, I know it's conspiracy theory, but just work with me here, Scott. I, I know you like to really stay hard evidence, but think about yeah. this. Tell me Donald Trump is not the main character, bad guy in Winter Soldier, and we don't see this this whole alt-right involvement, which could be part of the uh, Hydra, you know, per se. Are you following right, me? Right, 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 uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, tell me that's not what could be feasibly going on here. Okay, well, I mean, you know, not quite as, uh, you know, down the Marvel track, but it is absolutely what's going on here, you know. You look at the, well, I'll just call it infiltration. You know, you have a government that's been infiltrated uh, by foreign um, interests. And these interests come, uh, obviously, some of them come out of the Third Reich. You know, some of them. Uh, paper, we, Operation Paperclip. Operation Paperclip, paper absolutely. Oh. Uh, you have. Uh, that's not uh, a conspiracy I, theory. That's true. They actually brought, uh, you know, high-level German Nazis here in the, in the 40s and 50s because we yeah. needed them. Yeah, no, well, not because we need them, because we didn't want the Russians to get them, and it was very valuable uh, to the agenda that we hooked into with uh, with Winston Churchill, alongside of the uh, you know basically vilifying the Russians and creating the Russians as our arch enemy, and uh, using the, the the tremendous intelligence and uh, engineering capability that the Germans had against the Russians, and, and at the same time we also you know bought uh, into uh, a large number of uh, of Nazi forces uh, that we continue to attack Russia, you know, through Ukraine and and uh, and other you know, other other surrounding Soviet states. I don't think we would have made it to the moon without Operation Paperclip. Yeah, it's a possibility there too. I mean, there's there's a lot of uh, a lot of serious engineering that came out of uh, out of Germany that that really pushed the American uh, um, technological advanced. Uh, um, like advancements, you know, to far beyond what it would have been without, you know, importing the uh, the brain trust of uh, of the Third Reich. So, yeah, did we become the Fourth Reich? I've said that many times. I, I, I totally believe that. Look, we've got the largest, most destructive military in the history of the world, and it's uh, I don't see a slowdown button anywhere right now. I mean, that that thing's that it's it's gonna. What, what was the, the the turn it up to eleven? Uh, what was the uh, <laughs> rip the knob off? <laughs> Turn rip it up to eleven and rip the knob off. Just, just go ahead rip. and do it. Well, Spinal Tap, man, it's like Spinal Tap. This, uh, this, this, this military-industrial complex is going to kick into high gear, and there's, there's nothing that can stop it right so now. So you don't so. see any, you don't see anything out of Trump that's going to slow down the agenda. And, and I, to be honest with you, um, if we look at right before Bush came in, uh, once he was elected in, in two thousand, uh, we yeah. saw the st- stock market start increasing. Yeah. We saw everybody starting to fall in line with, uh, you know, all different kinds of deals and different little things on the side, and the, uh, all this stuff started working out. And then nine eleven happened. 
which I've been claiming for a while that that's what I think is going on here. I think they're just setting up the next 9-11. Right. The next false flag. Uh, I don't know where, why, or how, but it's going to be on within country. Yeah, that's possible. I just don't, I don't know I, how they're going to do it. Honestly, you know, it, it doesn't take much to uh, pull off a uh, false flag. I mean, look at this. The cyber uh, warfare is the most, uh, um, you know, unprovable one of them all. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's like, oh, it happened in virtual space okay well that's going to be easy to prove <laughs> which, which you know what let's be honest that could have been a cia operative that went and got a, a, a went into russia it got an isp in russia and and cloned it to look like something that was a government and and did it from there so it wasn't traceable back to anywhere else and, right. and then they're going oh it's, it's the russians that did it when it was really you know a, a a jordanian that works for the cia that they put in russia Exactly. So, I mean, when you when it comes down to saying, oh, it had all the fingerprints of all the other activity we've seen the Russians do, well, a lot of people know what those fingerprints look like. You know, the Israelis, the Mossad, mm-hmm. you know, our, our intelligence community has been so infiltrated, just like our media uh, has been so infiltrated by, you know, the Hasbara network, you know, that, that we have, you know, both the left and the right media networks are just, you know, just oozing of pro-Israel Zionist agenda. Well, that also happens in the intelligence community. So those guys could easily say, "Hey, let's make this look like it came from the Russians," and we'll try to pin it on the uh, try to pin it on the Russians, so we can continue our anti-Russian rhetoric, you know, throughout the uh, um, you know both administrations. So if he's going to try to be friendly with the Russians, we we can claim that it was the Russians doing it. And the fact is, I don't care who did it. You know, at this point, I don't care that that the uh, um, that a uh, Information came out. Now, I was actually debating. Let's talk about the information, not how, who brought it. Right. Exactly. I mean, I was debating a guy, uh, Brent uh, Brudowski. Uh, Brent works for The Hill, which is part of uh, Politico, which is basically New York Times. It was, uh, you know, owned. Uh, it's owned by the guy that used to uh, uh, be at New York Times. And, and, and we're talking about just this is the this is the depth. Right. Of the of the pro Israel Hasbara uh, network on the left wing agenda. Well, these are the guys that are singing the the proud tune of uh, Russia, you know, being involved in uh, in in you know attacking our elections. You know, what I mean, you know, I, it, we could go on and on speaking about you know how many elections have the Americas manipulated in the last sixty years yeah. and you know, seventy years since World War Two. So it's just a tremendous you know hypocrisy, and at the same time. The infiltration into the media and the intelligent networks uh, of uh, of our of our country—it's just a corrupt system that just needs a, a massive washing. I mean, it just—it's it, unbelievably dirty. That brings up the Israel UN vote uh, that Obama did, and not that I don't—I mean, it's probably the best thing Obama's done in his whole entire presidency, in my personal opinion. And that's just how I believe. I'm just not—I'm non-religious. I, I don't support any other country other than my own country i'd like to see us get our shit together before we worry about anybody else all um, right so why did why what's your opinion on why that happened why they did it that i mean way? there are some opinions out there I, I there's one that you know has some merit um a lot of people have said that uh you know obviously obama hasn't been um there is a a right-wing uh likudic uh, government in power in israel and obviously, um, it doesn't see eye to eye with the left wing 
uh, Israeli uh, government. So in the United States, uh, there is uh, there are left wing uh, pro Israel. Um, uh, I call them soft core Zionists right. that aren't as um, I guess as aggressive about the annihilation and the uh, extermination of Arabs. So I think that they're more humanitarian on the left wing side. And so as a sort of like, you know, you know what, at, at the end of the day, the, you know, Obama said you know, a couple of things, even though we've given them another, Jesus, $2 billion dollars uh, or where the hell is it? $4 billion yeah. this year. Ridiculous. Uh, it's, it's just a way of saying, you know, you know, we did the Iran deal against their, their will. Right. And now we're saying, look, you know, enough with these illegal settlements. It's enough. So there's small tokens of resistance. Uh, uh, when in fact, uh, you know, in order to maintain the House and the Senate, uh, you know, those, those, those people who are on the Democratic side, they have to vote in favor of the uh, funding because those have to be approved by Congress. And, and you say they'll, totally- lose, they'll lose their seats in Congress and the Senate if they don't approve them. Okay. So those have to go through, and if you want to continue to run, because that's the power of APAC, Scott. And you're the power ta- of lobbying. You're talking token token of resistance. So I, I don't understand how that's a token of resistance. Uh, it's just a small token of resistance against the pro-Israel lobby and the uh, Likudnik side uh, of it. Uh, when in fact, if the if the left wing were in charge in. Uh, um, in Israel, obviously, it's not, and it probably won't be anytime soon because it's a very anti-Arab, uh, very hardline, right-wing. Well, I think uh, that's society. the next genocide we're going to see coming. You know, we we and I, I'm really worried about that with this whole alt-right thing, and 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 let's look back at a Nazi. I think you're going to. I, I, I think the Muslims are the next. In their sights. I think somehow they're going to cut a deal with Russia so that Russia will stay out of it. And China will stay out, and they're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna take a shot at uh, at Iran, and they're gonna try to cut a deal with uh, China and Russia to yeah, stay but out. They, of it. But they did so good so far with uh, uh, Aleppo and and what's going on in Syria. Uh, is that going to be the handoff that they're going to calm that down and and allow them to deal with Iran? Then, well, I don't know if you heard this, but uh, um, there was a great tape that came out in October uh, where John Kerry was speaking. Uh, to the uh, quote unquote rebels uh, in uh, in Syria, and he basically said, "Look, you know the Americans, uh, Qatar, Turkey, Saudi Arabia. We have all poured a ton of money into this, and we've all tried to get you guys where we needed to go. And ISIS was actually building up, and uh, you know we we're kind of waiting for them to like uh, take over and potentially topple Assad and make them deal with us or something." But that's when the Russians stepped in. And when the Russians stepped in, they got rid of the problem we created and so on and so forth, right? So I think what really happened is the Americans got caught because they didn't expect uh, the Russians and the, uh, the Iranians and uh, Hezbollah and even the Chinese to be so gratuitous to Assad and then provide Assad with all this uh, offensive capability to fight off one of the most tremendous mercenary forces that's uh, been put together you know, outside of maybe the Mujahideen that the Americans uh, supported against the Russians. Scott, you've always you've always talked about that and how that is. Now, I want to play this because I've been waiting to play it all night. And I know you're a Ben Swan fan just as I am. I like Ben, yeah. Yeah. So um, I, I want to play this reality check here real fast. Let's listen it to get together. And I want everybody to remember that out of the, I don't know, 20 times Scott's been on my show, he's probably said majority of what you're going to hear Ben say right now. But I want to make sure people understand that 
you've always been been saying a lot of these things. So sit tight. Let's listen to this together, and then we'll discuss it after the fact. Well, one week ago, I told you that national media is not giving you the full story about what is happening in Syria, specifically that the Free Syrian Army and the so-called Syrian rebels who have now lost control of eastern Aleppo are not freedom fighters. They are, in fact, aligned with terror organizations. And, Scott, I want you to know I got you still up. So if you want, if there's something you hear that you want to stop me there, just tell me and I'll stop it, okay? Oh, no worries. Keep going. All right. Good deal. And while tens of thousands of you have voiced your support, some other media are asking me, where's the proof? Tonight, the proof in a reality check you won't see anywhere else. Well, as I told you, national media has framed the fight in Syria and for Aleppo as anti-Assad rebels against Syrian President Bashar al-Assad. What they do not say is that throughout Syria, there are really only two groups fighting against Assad, ISIS and al-Qaeda. In fairness, that is a crude assessment. In reality, there are dozens of small militias and factions fighting Assad. The Free Syrian Army, it's always been made up of many different smaller groups, but for the sake of explaining how jihadists are actually the ones fighting Assad, we're going to refer to the Free Syrian Army here as if it is one group. The Free Syrian Army was formed in July of 2011, but within just one year, there were already widespread reports that al-Qaeda in Syria had infiltrated. In 2012, I became the first reporter to question President Obama directly about the U.S. arming a group that had members of al-Qaeda. There's some concern about the U.S. funding uh, the Syrian opposition when there are a lot of reports that al-Qaeda is kind of heading up that opposition. Uh, how do you justify the two? Well, I, uh, I share that concern. Uh, and so uh, what we've done is to say we will provide non-lethal assistance to Syrian opposition leadership that are committed to a political transition, committed to uh, a, uh, an observance of human rights. Well, while there were non-jihadist rebels in the original Free Syrian Army, they did not last long. One year later, in 2013, the CIA began delivering weapons to those Syrian rebels. The shipments began streaming into the country over the past two weeks, along with separate deliveries by the State Department of vehicles and other gear. A flow of material that marks a major escalation of the U.S. role in Syria's civil war. That was the Washington Post in 2013. But things only got worse because while the weapons were flowing in, well, so were jihadists. And by September of 2013, London-based global defense consultancy group IHS Jains reported that 10,000 of the estimated 100,000 insurgent fighters were linked to al-Qaeda. Another 30 to 35,000 belonged to powerful factions that were fighting for an Islamic state within a larger Middle East caliphate stretching from the Atlantic to the Indian Ocean. Now, in addition to that, that report showed at least a further 30,000 moderates belonging to groups that have an Islamic character. That means that by late 2013, only 25 to 30,000 so-called rebel fighters were part of secular nationalist groups. Again, that's 25 to 30 percent of the rebel force that could be considered friendly to the West. 70 to 75 percent of forces against Assad in 2013 were jihadists. But that didn't stop the U.S. from sending funding and sending weapons. And with some members of Congress, like Senator Rand Paul, insisting that these rebels were jihadists, by 2015, the U.S. committed $500 million to find and train moderate rebels. Instead, by September, a major blow, 3,000 of the few remaining FSA fighters, they defected from the organization. They proclaimed their allegiance to ISIS. Those fighters belonged to multiple brigades that formed the conglomeration of the FSA. Also in 2015, 
The Pentagon publicly admitted that an additional 70 U.S.-trained Syrian rebels surrendered a weapons stockpile to al-Nusra. Fighters from Division 30, they surrendered to the al-Qaeda affiliate group after crossing into Syria over the Turkish border. And as for that $500 million moderate rebel training program, that was halted a week later when the Pentagon admitted it had only trained four or five fighters. Not 400 or 4,000, four or five. And it was in 2015 when the International Business Times reported that the moderate movement in Syria could be officially considered dead. As of last week, when the last U.S.-backed rebel faction disbanded its members, joining extremist groups such as the Nusra Front, the al-Qaeda offshoot in the country. Some of the men joined a group called the Levant Front, a coalition of rebel militias that also have ties to al-Qaeda. And again, that was 2015, and yet, through 2016, weapons and funding from the West continued. In September of this year, 2016, the U.S. delivered 3,000 tons of weapons and ammo to fighters in Syria, including rocket launchers and anti-tank guided weapon systems. So what you need to know, it is a fact that since 2012, those so-called moderate rebels in Syria have been absorbed into al-Qaeda groups or pledged allegiance to ISIS. And for the past year, the moderates, they have been gone. So when media only calls these groups freedom fighters, and yet these fighters have pledged themselves to al-Qaeda and to ISIS, then no, make no mistake, they are not looking to make Syria free. They are looking to enslave it, as they have in so many other places. That's reality check. Let's yeah, let's talk about that. that right here. What do you think, Scott? Well, definitely Ben Swan's got some legitimate uh, points, and i got to tell you that when it comes down to, you know, what's happened you know in syria this is not a, you know unfortunately uh, not a a new operation for the cia for mi6 you know for all the uh the players that have been you know look at the french foreign legion that's been around forever and this kind of activity has been going on for you know uh, over you know a century so we have a real problem when the united states and their allies are the leaders of this kind of activity and just destroying, decimating a country. And, and they got caught with their pants down. You know, look what the, when the Russians came in, they took out the financial infrastructure, the, the petroleum infrastructure, all these things that the Americans could have attacked with their coalition uh, for over a year. <clears throat> and they just allowed to continue and they were coddling. They were coddling the uh, the mercenaries, you know, this ISIS or, or al-Nusra or al-Qaeda, whatever you want to call them. These are mercenaries for hire that, you know, obviously are very willing to do what they're doing. Which we've discussed on this show, you yeah. and I, many a times. Yeah. And you've discussed, I'm sure, all, all other places. Yeah, what he failed to mention, though, is that in 2012, that equipment was coming out of Qatar through Benghazi you know, because it was left over from the, the catastrophe that they had uh, in, in basically imposed on Gaddafi in Libya. And the equipment that was left over that was no longer needed there was basically transferred to Turkey and then down through Idlib into uh, Aleppo and, and caused, you know, trema tremendous amount. And all of the mercenaries that they had in Libya Actually, Mahdi El Harati as well. You know, these guys. Uh, these guys were hired guns. Well, it's part of why Stevens died too. Can't we agree I with that? I totally agree. That's why Stevens died because he was caught up, not as an ambassador, but as a, uh, a as oh, an arms, arms dealer. dealer. Yep. I mean, and he he lived by the sword. I say he died by the sword. You know, you that is not diplomacy. That is not what this country is built on. And I, obviously, 
you know, I don't want to see anyone killed. I don't think that, uh, you know, I feel bad for his family, but he put himself in harm's way and he made some really bad decisions. And that is why he died. I would agree with you. And, you know, we look at 9-11 in Iraq, and this is something I was talking about earlier. I don't know if you heard or not, but we had to remove Saddam. We, nine, Iraq had nothing to do with 9-11. You know, we just needed him out of the way because we needed to begin to begin this, exactly. this whole thing that we're looking at now. Without him removed and without the excuse of 9-11 to invade the whole Middle East, we yeah. couldn't have removed him, and we couldn't be sitting here I, right now. I think... When you look at the Zelikow, you know, if you're putting Zelikow in charge of the 9-11 Commission, give me a break. You know, you talk of the head of the spear of the Hasbara network, that's that's intelligence infiltrated at the top. You know, and then you've got, you know, Chertoff taking over Department of Homeland Security. Give me a break. I mean, we've we basically been hijacked, you know, since 9-11. And, uh, and, and the hijackers have just moved to the front seat of the bus. Yeah, it's going to be strong. Yeah. yeah, it's going to be entertaining and scary. And like yeah. I said, if Trump is like a – see, the difference with Trump and Bush is is Trump's not stupid. Bush was a dumbass. All right, Bush Jr. Trump's naive, though. And, and, but, but the problem is that Trump, Trump is such a pro-Israel Zionist, he's just like uh, Johnson was. And Johnson Johnson made a lot of mistakes uh, supporting Israel. He he would have he would have killed his own daughter for Israel. Well, see, and that goes to the. Do we get into the UN decision? Do we, I, I know I, I brought that. Do we? I brought that up, and then we went somewhere else, didn't I? We started. Yeah, you, you brought we? it up. I I just said it was just a token of resistance. That's it, right. It, it does meaningless. So, but that's that's basically you know here it is the left wing just trying to the, on the last leg you know saying well we don't like this well yeah, that's abstain. Okay, there you go. I mean, it's, a, it's minor resistance. It's frustrating. It really is very frustrating. Uh, last thing, real fast, uh, being from the intelligence, intelligence community yourself, uh, we have Assange coming out and saying, listen, Russia didn't hack this. It's, Russia has nothing to do with this. We still have CNN talking just today when I was at lunch. I heard them saying, well, they have to address the Russian hacks when there is no evidence that Russia did that. So we're... Where does that end? Where does this go? What? What? And as a final thought, let's wrap this all together in a big blanket and say, where's it going? So I'm I'm not the greatest fan of Julian Assange, and but I will tell you this: you know, if there is intelligence uh, available, and and it looks like you know some intelligence was made available uh, from WikiLeaks and from the uh, you know the emails that were hacked. And certainly uh, there was intelligence made available, you know, through other stuff that was provided to Assange. I like that. The way he's handled it, you know, and, and hiding out in, in, a, in an embassy in Ecuador for the, you know, the, the charges, whether they're trumped up or not in Sweden, you know, I, I just don't feel like, uh, you know, he could have handled himself better. I feel the same way about Snowden, too. Right. Well, and you I know, agree come with face you the music. Yeah, come face some music and then continue your your uh, your uh, you know your 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 trumpets. But but when it comes to was it really the Russians? You know that that can be proven. But once again, it comes down to independent analysis of the information that was recorded right, right. by the NSA because it's all recorded. And and if it's been recorded and they do have that analysis, then tie it back and don't tie it back with correlation. Tie it back with facts and those facts. Can be you know very um, uh, very lucid. Uh, there there there's nothing in those facts. Uh, you know, in, in, if you're the guy who only had access to it, right? 
then you might be able to say, this is what is what I think happened. But the problem is, is a lot of people have had access to this data. And this data can be manipulated. It can be uh, interpreted in different ways. And you have, and, and then you also have people in the intelligence community that have an agenda as to why they want to see it a certain way. So those aren't independent analysts. And when you have a, 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 a co-opted um, intelligence community, you're not going to get the independent analysis of the actual raw data to figure out exactly what happened when those systems were being compromised and, and, and basically who compromised and who architected that email and what systems did it pass through. Now, the, the other thing, too, is like you said, people could have set up systems to set people up. To make it, yeah, make it look like that's what it was, and that's right. what was going on. And it's and that and that's why I say the the virtual world. It me there's there's a there's a lot of things in the virtual world that can be easily masked, and and it's and it's very hard to prove. So you know this whole cyber security and cyber threat. Uh, you know, look look at the Stuxnet. That's a great example. You know, the, the Israelis did something we didn't want them to do. Did we try to blame that on Russia too? Well, yeah, but but it basically was the Israelis, and the Israelis did, took things too far, and uh, and we and we didn't authorize them to do it. It's just like the sinking of the Liberty. It's the virtual, you know, oh. Israelis are going to do what the Israelis want to do, and they don't care who they hurt along. Well, the way. attempted sinking. Thank God they didn't get that yeah. one through. Yeah, oh. I always say the sinking because a lot of people, uh, you know, don't even know it was even shot at. Well, the shot at. I mean, the uh, thirty. Five sailors died. I think there were seventy nine. Thirty four, yeah, and then uh, uh, yeah, it's one hundred thirty something injured. I don't even remember at this point. Yeah, it's like one hundred seventy. It's just ridiculous, and it was attacked for hours. And it's like, I think Napalm went that goddamn ship to the bottom. Right. That's that's Johnson. And like I said, that's the kind of idiocracy that we have with Trump. Yeah, well, and that might be what we see. All right, I Scott, think, uh, yeah. tell people where they can find you. I, and, again, I appreciate you. I know you were floating on the river all day today, and you, uh, you got home not that long ago, and you took the time to come join me. And I, I've you, can find me, you can find me on Raz Radio because that's the best damn <laughs> radio station in the country. Uh, I appreciate that, brother. You know that. Uh, we have to get together soon. we got to do something uh, somewhere uh, as soon as we can. All right, I'll be over tomorrow night. <laughs> Uh, what I'm going to do here is we're going to leave with uh, with Wesley Clark's statement. So, uh, oh, perfect, Scott. You can hang up if you want. You can listen to to his statement there. It's about two and a half minutes. And guys, I appreciate you listening. You know, I, I went I went to high school with his daughter. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, did you get a little? Mm-hmm. Hey, yeah, no. <laughs> he was a good girl. So I was a good boy at the time. <laughs> yeah, I believe that. All right, brother. Uh, it's been nice talking to you again. We'll talk to you soon. All right, brother. Peace out. About 10 days after 9-11, I went through the Pentagon and I saw Secretary Rumsfeld and, and Deputy Secretary Wolfowitz. I went downstairs just to say hello to some of the people on the joint staff who had used, used to work for me. And one of the generals called me in. He said, sir, you got to come in. you got to come in and talk to me a second. I said, well, you're too busy. He said, no, no. He says, we've made the decision we're going to war with Iraq. This was on or about the 20th of September. I said, we're going to war with Iraq. Why? He said, I don't know. <laughs> he said, I guess they don't know what else to do. So uh, I said, well, did they find some information collect- connecting Saddam to al-Qaeda? He said, no, no. He says, there's nothing new that way. They've just made the decision to go to war with Iraq. 
He said, I guess it's like we don't know what to do about terrorists, but we got a good military and we can take down governments. And um, he said, I guess if, if the only tool you have is a hammer, every problem has to look like a nail. So I came back to see him a few weeks later, and by that time we were bombing in Afghanistan. I said, are we still going to war with Iraq? And he said, oh, it's worse than that. He said, he reached over on his desk, he picked up a piece of paper, and he said, I just... He said, I just got this down from upstairs, meaning the Secretary of Defense's office today, and he said, this is a memo that describes how we're going to take out seven countries in five years, starting with Iraq and then Syria, Lebanon, Libya, Somalia, Sudan, and finishing off Iran. The truth is about the Middle East is, had there been no oil there, it would be like Africa. Nobody is threatening to intervene in Africa. The problem is the opposite. We keep asking for people to intervene and stop it. And there's, uh, there's no question that the presence of petroleum throughout the region has sparked great power involvement. Whether that was the specific motivation for the coup or not, I can't tell you, but, but there was definitely, there's always been this attitude that somehow we could intervene and use force in the region. Investigate the consequence of a bittersweet loss of sense A weapon in a war against ourselves The setting sun is loading guns Don't be afraid of mistakes Emotions misplaced To love or to hate I don't know what to do We're all lost and confused Just trying to get through this world always trying to prove that we're worth what it takes but it takes a long time in the dirt to see grace when I'm trying to be real they tend to be fake when I'm risking it all with no time to waste fuck this rat race I'm leaving this place it's time to blast off destination's face With the sunset hung behind us And the universe to blind us From the moon we'll watch the whole world explode Moving free unguided through the beautiful The silent with the light show From a passing UFO Lost in the glow of the unknown Please don't go And I don't know how I got here Or how I'm getting home But right from day one I've been in this alone With arms stacked against I've been drowning in stress They said can you take more I said give me what's left An old man once told me Allie don't ever look back Keep your eyes on that prize And give them hell to your death 
This is a test, just a frequency check for intelligent life. Now's time to connect. It's an SOS, the death's been sent. So now we just wait and hope for the best. With the sunset hung behind us in the universe to blind us from the moon, we'll watch the whole world explode. Moving free, unguided through the beautiful asylum with the light show from a passing UFO. so much thanks the first 52 is the bump diggity